I am Gaima, and you have arrived. Welcome. Spend some time. She's one of my regular happy hour um, attendees. Sorso Kamara. Yeah. I, do you know him? Yeah, he follow me. Okay. He's so, from the UK. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah. You should be in bed. He probably in bed like before I doze off before I go to sleep. Thanks for joining, Christian. Hey girl. Hey. So we'll we'll wait a moment while people gather. How's your day going? Oh, uh, good. Good. Okay. 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 Good, good, good. How about you? Um, you know what? No complaints. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm very good. What are you drinking? Um, no liquor. <laughs> Me neither. Good. Everybody um, assumes that it's always got to be liquor. What's in your cup? Exactly. Um, what is it? Not cranberry juice. What's the other one? <laughs> My brain is not functioning. Pomegranate? Yours is red. Uh, no, the other one. Grapefruit. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, okay. Um... I was, I just went and got my refill, but I was telling everybody in the last hour, I actually am like a beet juice person. Oh. I know, I know. Beet juice is like, yeah, it's, it's very good for you. Like, it's just such a good drink. It's good for your body. It's almost like, um, you know, those categories of like super, super fruits and stuff like that vegetables that are very high and whatever they're high in beets, beets is one of them and um it's very good for your skin so yeah so i always try to drink beet juice at least once or twice a week like intentionally <laughs> but i got some slices of oranges inside so okay, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. spice it up a little bit <laughs> a little bit so I put um, the fruit mix in mine. <laughs> I put okay. it at the bottom. I see. Yep. <laughs> Girl, we on the same vibe. <laughs> uh, thanks to everybody who's joining. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so there is someone in this comment. His name, his his Instagram name is Saint. I oh. have never met him. I absolutely love you. He is so, he's based in the Caribbean. I don't even know what country. Put your flag in, whatever. His yeah. content is just so entertaining to me. I just absolutely, okay. he's so cute. I just love him. I just love him. <laughs> I, was I just love check him out. Yes. Yeah, so, welcome. Thanks for joining. We've got some more people on. Thanks for joining. Hi, hey. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Yeah, so so let's get started. First and foremost, for those of you who do not know, I am joined by Fatima Cisse, who is the owner of Inside Diaspora's um, 
IG account. She Correct. is a journalist first. Correct. I would say, um, gosh, manager second. <laughs> um, smiler third. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Every time I see you, you're smiling. I'll take it. Every time. I'll take that. I, I'm like, if they ever do like a cartoon version of you, you're not. You're gonna be smiling. It's gonna be beautiful cheeks, smiling. <laughs> it's like you. You Thank have to you. know that that's your brand, sis, and Thank it's such you. a good one to have. So I'm so pleased to have you join us. <laughs> Thank yes. you so much for having me. Of course, yes. I'm following what you've been doing, and it's very impressive. Oh, thank and you. As a fellow Sierra Leonean, yeah, definitely. You know, when I first, I don't even know how I came across your platform or even your brand. I don't even remember. Well, let me tell oh. you. Okay. Koku Ganza. Ah, yes, because she performed at Miss Harlem. Mm-hmm. Right. She, I wasn't able to attend that. I think I had to travel. And she literally called me after she met you and was like, I think I just met one of your cousins. I remember now. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> At first, I thought it was shade. I was like, let me tell you something. All Salon people don't know each other, okay? Secondly, we definitely are not all related. Don't come, don't play yeah. me. She's like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, tell me more. So, yeah, so she actually, I believe she is how we connected. Mm. And I was super excited because I never, it's very difficult for me to come across other Sierra Leoneans in right. New York City. So whenever I do, I'm always like, oh my God! you know yeah yeah um yeah that's yeah that's right and then i think um we reconnected because i met your sister and i didn't mm -hmm. even know i was your sister i met oh, her okay. i met her at um dj tunes event okay okay yeah. yeah her and tunes yeah. are her and tunes are friends that's right right so we met at the event and then um you know, I discovered that she was Sierra Leone, and I was like, what? That's so dope, you know? So we just stayed connected after that. And then I found out that you guys were sisters. Well, you ladies were sisters. I was like, oh, my gosh, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so it's always, it's always dope to connect with another Sierra Leonean in such a big, busy city, you know what I mean? And then to also be, like, on the same you know, wavelength of just being in like the creative space, you know, as opposed to no shade, but as opposed to like the corporate space, you know, those spaces are very different. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, in New York, you, where you are now, first of all, how are you doing? I'm um, good. COVID. People have been asking that question and every time I feel like my answer changes, depending on my mood. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Listen, yeah, um, it's okay. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Hi, Anya. <laughs> Thanks for Yeah, we were, we were just in the last um, hour, you know, we were talking about um, my weekly questions and I'm starting to do, and um, I was trying to gauge people's mental fortitude. How, where do, where do they feel they are, they're at this week? Because we're taking it week by week, if not day by day. Oh, and you know, from one to five, one being down in the dumps, five being, despite COVID, I feel terrific, you know? <laughs> and some people answered five, and some people answered two, and, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, who's asking these questions? I want to be that person, even if I'm just that one person, like, how are you doing mentally? Right. Right. Do you need to talk about it? Like, do we need to pull up and do a private happy hour? You feel me? We can schedule it. I'm down. I'm, you know. You're welcome anytime. You're welcome anytime. But mentally, <laughs> I think I'm good. I'm I'm good. Okay. Yeah. It's just um 
I'm quarantining by myself. So, you know, I have literally next to no interaction with another human being besides virtually. Yeah. So, yeah. And I purposely did that because I'm like, I'm scared. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I feel you. Like, I'm like paranoid. I don't want to say too paranoid, but I am. I really am because of the numbers. The numbers are so alarming and mm-hmm. so sad with everything that's going on, you know. So yeah, that's why I'm I'm basically I feel like this is a safest even though it's lonely or boring, but you know. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the reasons why, you know, I really thought that it would be important to talk to you um amidst this time is because, you know, you're a news source if you will, for people that follow your platform, I'm sure people in your life that are, you know, close to you, you know, your brand inside diaspora, like your focus is on what is happening every single day within the culture. And COVID is not something that is is just affecting, you know, one country or one type of people. Typically, I'm sure you're focused on like the African culture, the African diasporans, but this is affecting literally everybody exactly. at the same time. And it's something that has never really happened before. So as someone who is constantly consuming information so that you can present it in a timely fashion, what is that doing for you mentally? Huh. That's a very good question. That's oh, yeah, girl. I got it. I got it. No, seriously. I got it. Um... But yeah, I, I mean, because it's something that is on my heart where I be thinking like these people who are having to report this information, how are they feeling? Are they absorbing all of this? How are they coping? I'm, I'm absorbing it. And um, it's a thing where I feel like I just need to inform people of what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. I try not to get too attached to the numbers because the numbers are what's killing me. You know, since mm-hmm. um, I think the story I posted today, over ninety something thousand people have died in the U.S. Highest numbers in the world, yeah. In the U.S. alone, mm-hmm. one thousand people dying, and it's then, a lot. You know, the numbers are so alarming, and I'm just, I'm disappointed. Um, in terms of feelings, I'm disappointed. I'm sad. Um, I don't want to. Yeah, I can say a little traumatized. Okay. Yeah, I can say that I'm a little traumatized by the numbers, and um, yeah, it's it's just so heartbreaking. Like <laughs> you just made me yeah. like get into that mood, like <laughs> like literally. Well- I mean, because the thing about it is, yeah, like it's it's one of those things where as somebody who gets online every day, I'm, I spend several hours online every day, right. I'm consuming this, but I'm not in a space where I have to consume it and then report it, right? right? And just the thought of that more so because of um, – the essential workers in my life. I know I've had, I know one of my, my essential workers is on, um, Hey Jen. Um, she is a, um, a nurse practitioner and she works with veterans. You know, those are the type of people like my, one of my cousins who's in New York as well. That's an, an RN as well. You know, like I think about them more often than I think I used to, because I'm more so like concerned, like, well, what was their day like? Um, Are they okay? Because they have to take all of that and then just go home and then still do home normal things. Many people are in spaces where they're like, yeah, I'm off or I haven't been able to go back to work yet or now I'm working from home or, you know, my job, you know, I've been furloughed. And so there's been these changes and pivots and things of that nature. But for those who's they have not been interrupted. It's just still happening. And they're just having to move and maneuver through that. You fall into that category because you're producing and providing this information. I know that I go to your account to see what is happening with numbers in Africa. I check your account 
for that information. I check Aisha Cisse's account for that information. Like, I know where I go from my sources. And I'm like, at the same time, how are these people doing? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's very scary, honestly. So, um, like you said, this is personal for me as well, because I do have family members who are essential workers. Um, I have a cousin, actually. I called her last night to check up on her. Um, initially, when the pandemic started, she told her job that she couldn't work because she has ch young children. Mm -hmm. And I've heard stories of children catching the virus from their parents, you know, right. or mm -hmm. you know, nurses or doctors. So yeah. she told them she couldn't work. And um, so when I spoke to her yesterday, um, she said she had to go back to work. So it made me very sad because I'm, I'm literally like, this is someone, she's the caretaker of those children. Right. So God forbid something happens to her right now, you know. Then what? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. One case. And um, my aunt also works at a nursing home. And she told me several people have died from yeah. here. So it's like, these people are literally there firsthand mm -hmm. experiencing this, which is very traumatizing. Right. So I'm, I'm putting myself in their place. And it's very scary. Right. Know? It's very scary and very unfortunate. How do you, what do, do you have some things that you've implemented into your daily regimen to try and get your mind in order, if you will, like, okay, this is the reality, but I'm pushing forward and I'm doing it healthily. Are you doing any sort of like, I don't know. I know in previous conversations, you and I have had prayer has come up. Um, yeah. 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 So, um, well, I love gospel music. <laughs> so yeah. literally when I wake up, that's the first thing, like, I when I turn on my TV is gospel music. Like okay. I love Sinatch, I love Ada and so on. So I listen mm. to them and it's very it's very soothing. Really okay. very calming. Yeah, it gets me in a mood and I just get happy. My my mood is um uplifted. Okay. Whenever I listen to gospel music, so that's one. And um, <laughs> and those artists, if I'm not mistaken, those artists are African gospel singers, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So this is a global discussion, y'all. <laughs> no, seriously, my best friend, she's Nigerian. One of my best friends. Let me say one of my best friends. I don't want to get the other ones upset. <laughs> I hear you. One of my best friends, she's like a sister. She's Nigerian. So um, she literally started putting me on to the Nigerian gospel um, artists. And I just took up on my own. And I started just exploring. And they are amazing. Like, I'll send you a literally. I'm open to it. I'm open to it. My playlist is crazy with all kinds of artists. Any Anything that's good vibes, I'm down. I'm open. Same here. So, so okay. another thing that I've implemented, um, I think I'm failing. <laughs> it's trying to exercise. <laughs> oh, girl. Add me to that. <laughs> Add me. Um, well, I'm trying to learn to exercise, especially on my own. So mm. I've been for two years, and I only went <laughs> not maybe four or five times confessions of a non-gym rat i get oh, you literally <laughs> so, i was um i was sitting down one day and i said huh i should be doing something i looked at my stomach and i said <laughs> yeah i should i should work on we need to get outside together. Open, you know, yeah when we go yeah. back out yeah you know, so yeah. I've been trying to do it, but it's, yeah. Well, I will say <laughs> you're not alone in that. I'm actually thinking about hosting a weekly um, Zoom call um, specifically for people who want to hula hoop because 
That's my thing. And I've always wanted to learn too, but I can't. Yes, you can. All you have to do is try. And I, I, and I feel like as, as long as you know how to dance, yeah. you should know how to hula hoop. I really feel like the two, but there is a technique to it. Now, I I I I don't want to say that I'm like a certified hula hooper on some like I'm about to be out here and teaching you, but I have been hula hooping since I was a child. Like Kimmy. one of my friends, yeah, one of my friends was like, "Man, oh, hey, hey, oh, bro." Yes, I'm I'm not doing that good of a job. Hey guys, I haven't seen everybody who's joined. I love you guys. Thanks for joining and talking with us. <laughs> but one of my friends, he's so funny, he was like, Imagine if your parents were not from Africa, the way you like to hula hoop, by now you would be a famous, famous hula girl. But what African band is going to support hula hooping? Nobody's going to hula. I was like, yo, that's a real word. That's a real word. That's so, right. yeah, so I I definitely have been hula hooping since I was a kid. I love it. The whole weighted hula hoop uh, thing came into play, you know, several years ago, not too long ago. Right. And I just was like, I want to hula hoop again. I haven't hula hooped in so long. And it's a little different because it is heavier. So there's there's a technique to keeping it around your waist and all of that. And you're really not supposed to do it for a long period of time because you can injure yourself. Really? Um, mm -hmm. You can bruise yourself. Yeah. So because it's truly weighted. But it's it's and it's also like you're building up your stomach muscles, so you want to ensure in your back muscles, so you want to ensure that you don't strain it. So the same way that you lift weights and you kind of got to start with lighter weights and then build, kind of the same concept. But yeah, I think I'm going to because it's so much fun. No, it it is. It looks fun, you know. I'm it really learn, but it's you know. I okay. <laughs> so 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 gospel music exercising you know when we get to it anything else that you would say Pray. that you're and then prayer yeah okay prayer. awesome Definitely. okay quieting quieting and censoring that's okay. the stuff okay what about you so, um oh gosh you know what this <laughs> is actually one of my mental fortitude like weekly commitments is to make sure that I'm connected to people and we're communicating. So it's, it's been like a blessing because I'm a happy hour person, like events wise, like if you put on the list, like what do you prefer to attend? Happy hours is literally my number one. So that was why I wanted to do this. Cause I was like, yo, when's the next time we go on a happy hour? Um, that was like a real question for me. <laughs> and I was like, I, it must be solved for. There must be a way. So um, the happy hour has been really awesome. You know, being able to do this, but then also, you know, save them and repurpose them. This content is also now on my podcast. Right. Um, clips of it, you know, some of it's on my YouTube channel. Because we're learning and sharing a lot of information on these uh, lives as well. So it's been like, it's been really good. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, hula hooping and um, gardening. My mom and I are like working on landscaping projects. Uh, just staying creative, very creative. Yeah, we're we're working on the bathrooms right now being redone, the flooring and stuff like that. And you know, when you have those changes, I mean, we're not fixing it ourselves. There's oh. a man that comes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man oh, yeah. that knows what he's doing that shows up. Oh, but yeah. as a result, if my mom painted the walls, hasn't painted the walls, you know, in some years and she it really she enjoyed it. When your mom is happy in the house and busy, it completely sets a good tone. It does. Yeah. You know, so it's not even just about you as one person and how you're doing mentally. How are the people around you doing, right. you know, so that everybody stays in that good mental space? 
I think it's really important. So I've just been creating, you know, and um, creating and connecting. Okay. Okay. And one last thing. Um, I've been spending more time on the phone with friends and family. Good. Yeah. Especially, I don't think you know, but my mom is back home. Yeah, we talked about it. Mm -hmm. My mom and my sister. So um, yeah, yeah. How how are they? How how are they doing with all they're of this? Good, they're good. My mom good. was sick, but not of COVID. Okay. <laughs> my good. sister well, but they're way better now. So thank God. But yeah, they're good. They're good. <laughs> so I definitely wanted to talk with you about Sierra Leone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. So one of the things that I, um, you know, of course, me meeting you, I knew from the beginning that um, you're Sierra Leonean. But I guess you had shared um, this previous few weeks back during Sierra Leone's independence with a lot of people, how many people in your circles, I guess, didn't realize that you were Sierra Leonean until you kind of posted that, you know, I call it like the marathon of Sierra Leoneans that camp. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Let me say hi to my people. Hi, Chine. <laughs> hi, Ami. <laughs> hi. <laughs> thanks for coming, guys. Yes, thanks yep, for coming. <laughs> That's what's up. Hi, She's like, greetings. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. No, that's right. A lot of people um unless like Ami for instance I went to school with her. We went mm -hmm. to in college together. So, you yeah. know, we're part of the um African um the ASA. Okay. So, yeah. So Yeah, we all got one. <laughs> right? <laughs> Definitely. But um yeah, a lot of people um I don't know. I don't know if it's the way that I carry myself or the fact that, you know, I'm a people person. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm not the type of person who says um, I will only um, connect or um, hang around my own people, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. I am Sierra Leonean. A hundred percent. My mom and dad, born and raised. <laughs> I came here when I was, I believe, ten. You know. Okay. I've lived here um, since, and um, you know, um, growing up, I wasn't around a lot of Sierra Leoneans besides my family or family friends. So, okay. um, yeah, I was literally around um, mostly, I'll say, Spanish, Hispanics. Um, okay. And other races, <laughs> yeah, but no, no, no. Not, you know, not not much um, Sierra Leoneans or African per se, until I went to my school, um, Lehman College, and that's okay. when I met a whole bunch of Africans. But majority of them, hi Rafia, majority of them were um, Nigerians. Okay, like my <laughs> they thought you were from Honduras. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> the majority of them were from Nigeria. So, which is why, you know, um, a lot of people, a lot of um, Nigerians thought I was part of them because I was so, uh, so, um, what do you say? I was always around them, you know? Okay. And it's the thing where as I felt welcomed. It wasn't a thing where as they said, oh, you're Sierra Leonean, so you can't hang with mm -hmm. us. You can't sit with us, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's the thing where as I said, I'm, I'm Sierra Leonean. I'm African. I'm proud to be around my people. When I see Africans, that's where um, I project to. So therefore, you know, my network started building from there in terms of the Africans that I know. And, um... And that's literally, that's really my fan base. Um, that's how my fan base um, has grown from high, no, not high school, from undergrad. Okay. Now, majority of the people that follow me still, they're people that I started connecting from undergrad. 
Got you. So yeah, so <laughs> Omo Naija, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> they already started. Okay, no Yo, <laughs> don't come here because let me tell you, I watched something and people were like, "Stop dropping on them green things." So I, yeah, like, it was Tory Lanez. <laughs> yes. Somebody sent me that. I was so weak. I was like, "What?" No, but I love, let me tell you, I love when people represent. I think it is so important. Right. It's, it's so right. important to just celebrate, celebrate, celebrate where we're from. Right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I feel you. Um, now that, you know, you have a platform and, you know, you're able to reach a lot of people, you connect with a lot of people outside of social media. Because one thing that I really think is important that a lot of people understand a lot of people, especially in the United States who are in New York, New York City area, so on and so forth, we meet and we connect with so many people in right. person, like in real life, right. you know, and the social media things that you just see is like by the moment. So like you may have, let's say, 2000 followers, quote unquote, I like to say connections it's more than that in real life right right so right. i think it's important that people understand like you know this internet thing it's one thing but it's not everything so how would you say your your ability to connect with people has like influenced how you're able to you know do business in all of the different creative mediums that you're now tied to because i know you're you're doing music, you're managing musicians, Millie. I wish I was doing music. <laughs> I, look. I've always wanted to know how to sing. <laughs> Listen, with the right producer, girl, <laughs> you may have no. the right auto-tune. <laughs> Listen, it is absolutely possible. No, but, you know, you're in that space. Of course, you know, we, we know you as a journalist first. You know, you're, you're journaling and doing work for uh, Sahara Report, so on and so forth. You know, how do you feel like all of this has tied into that process? Because I know it's not overnight. It's definitely not. Um, funnily enough, um, I'm glad you mentioned Sahara. So, um... I've been at Sahara. <laughs> it's so funny. It's been over seven years. Oh, nice. And a lot of people did not know that we even had an office. We have an office by 34th Street on 29th Street. Well, yeah, I visited exactly. you there. Mm -hmm. So um, we have an office in the middle of New York City. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people did not know that we had an office. Um, a lot of people did not know that that's my nine to five. Like literally, that's mm -hmm. how I pay my bills. That's how I pay my rent. Like literally, you know. So mm -hmm. let me backtrack a little bit. I started working at Sahara um, literally when I when I finished undergrad. Okay. So I finished undergrad, and that summer I said I wanted to do an internship an internship, um, uh, you know, that's um, geared towards my career, you know, journalism. Right. right. So I applied online. Um, I don't know what sparked my interest, but I just know that I said I wanted to work with an African-owned media house. Manifest. You know, so literally, mm -hmm. I searched online. <laughs> I Googled like which media houses were in New York. Um, I did a little research about Sahara at the time, they were calling it the WikiLeaks of Africa. Oh, wow! Oh, yeah, we have a that's important, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know. So, um so I applied, I went in for the internship, I got the internship, and literally, um, let's say within a month or so, I was hired to start doing social media. So, okay. yeah, so from social media, um, I was recruited to start being a nurse. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they call me to watch with us <laughs> for a show um Dr. Damages. I oh, wow. put on a nursing uniform and then I read his emails. And I like right now if I were to go to Nigeria and say um Tomato Justice coming, people will line up. Like really? people will pay to come see me. Like literally. Okay. Yeah, but that's another life. <laughs> I like what? No, seriously. <laughs> seriously. So I have fans in terms of that. I have fans from all over the world, you know? So I call that my acting career. I'll I'll revisit it. <laughs> As you say. You know, money. <laughs> so um yeah, and um that's when I came up with the idea for Inside the Diaspora because okay. When I got to the um to the platform to Sahara, um we had two shows at the time, Dr. Damages and Keeping It Real. I'm I'm sure you know Adiola. Keeping mm -hmm. it real Adiola. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So we had those two shows and um I realized that there was nothing on the platform that was geared towards diasporans. You know? Mm -hmm. Here. Yeah. Gotcha. So literally that's when I came up with the idea. I told my boss. I put together the um the synopsis, presented it, and then it was like, okay, let's get it started. So that's that, dope. That's literally when I started inside the diaspora. So it was a weekly show. I used to go on the street and do interviews, like Q and A's, mm -hmm. um, in terms of current events, and um, yeah. So the show was on, I believe, for maybe like a year or two. And okay. Um, yeah. So now, <laughs> hi, Rafia. So now, um, hey, Rafia. We, we had to shift things around, and okay. um, yeah. So it was off air. However, the show stopped, but people never stopped asking to come on my show, specifically my show. So. Mm. People used to think that I owned Sahara. Oh, wow. Seriously. They thought it was mine because when I went out, the way I represented it or the way, you know, <laughs> that I was talking, it was like, oh, so this is you, Sahara? And it was until later on that they realized that I'm not the owner. <laughs> I'm just working there. But however, it was, it's, it's very... Um, um, I'll say inspirational in a way that yeah. look, you you know I'm because the way I see it right, mm -hmm. the way how Sahara was structured, it was basically like ninety percent Nigerians. Okay, so let's say let's say eighty percent Nigerians because we have a Zimbabwean, we had a Zambian, and then um, yeah, other races, but it was literally, and I was the only Sierra Leonean, and I was the youngest at the time. Mm. Yes. Tough spot. So, youngest at the time, a Sierra Leonean, not Nigerian. This is a Nigerian-owned company, you know. Mm -hmm. I came in, you know, I was hardworking, and I was doing social media. However, my boss um, uh, <laughs> had other plans for me. So, I was literally doing HR, social media. I'm the one who literally cut the checks. So, wow. you know. Wow. Some people started um feeling away, which you know I won't get into. However, it made me stronger because um the fact that um I created inside the diaspora while I was working at Sahara and it's able to stand on its own. You mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's very it's very uplifting for me, especially when I get um when I get testimonies from people, like people from all over will DM me like, I love your platform. I would love to be interviewed. When can we do an interview? And these are influential people. Mm -hmm. reach well, out. You, did, you hosted um, um, the book talk with, um, what is the lady? Her last name is yeah, Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Yeah, yeah, Ibrahim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I watched that recently. You know, I just, I'm so proud of you. Uh, 
for for several reasons. The first reason is because you're young and you're you're bold and you're driven and you're focused and you're like moving towards but it's like the energy that you carry is very positive and it's very easy to oh, identify quickly especially if you're someone like me where I, I consider myself to be very tuned in you know if you have that intuition and you're tapped in and you meet somebody you can tell immediately what they're on you either make a decision to deal with them or you don't but you know i think up front okay so up that energy I'm and then <laughs> to be a Sierra Leonean it's very difficult and the reason why i say that it's very difficult to be in an environment that is so um it's so like New York is so get yours and get it get moving like it's so fast paced it's not the type of environment that like coddles you the way you can kind of be coddled in other cities and by other you know different people behave a certain way and the culture of New York is just so fast paced and knowing that you're Sierra Leonean and knowing the timing in which you came to this country it's definitely a result of the war you know and right. being displaced and still being able to like come and and make the best of the situation not only you know physically like the things that you do but just in your mind because you could literally have gone down a different track and look at things very differently oh, yes Oh yes. You know what's yes, crazy? Right. I'm glad you just said that. Not to cut you off. No, um, go ahead. Um <laughs> So the other day I was literally sitting down and I was thinking to myself um how my life could have been so much different right now. Mm -hmm. Like the decisions that I could have made that mm -hmm. would Yeah. My like I literally was reflecting, and this is this is one of the good things about this pandemic because we're read, we're read, um, we're able to sit here and reflect and yes. be one with yourself. Yep, and absolutely. Wow, you know, hi, yeah. Magic from London, welcome. Um, but no, seriously, it's like I I I yeah. I reflected and I said, wow, my life would have been so much different. And which is why honestly, when I listen to gospel music, when I send mm -hmm. you those songs, like, it's like they're speaking to you. Mm. So yeah, literally when I listen to them, like, it's like what I'm going through right now, I'm not where I want to be, you know, but I'm thankful to God. You're appreciative. So, yeah. yeah. The I'm journey. Grateful. Yeah. Hi, Kojo. But and it's, 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 it's as a Sierra Leonean, like I hone in on that because there are other African countries, especially West African countries that people are familiar with, you know, and so chances are if you meet a West African, you are going to meet a Nigerian before anyone else because highest population of Africans, you know, on the continent, the numbers align. It is what it is. You know, and I remember always having to be like, no, I'm not, I'm sorry, no, I'm not Nigerian. I've had to defend not being Nigerian to Nigerians. <laughs> like, who would have ever thought? Like, are that you sure you're not Nigerian? <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, just trying to like hold on to your identity. And I know Sierra Leoneans who have lied to people because it's easier to pretend to be Caribbean than it is to be Sierra Leonean. It's very difficult, you know, in some pockets for people, you know, we weren't raised up like that. You've met my sister before you even met me, right? So, you know, you know the, you know the vibes, but you know, <laughs> there's things where I literally have experienced people, one of the shirts that we had um, released a few years back through our line, said no wahala and i was i had it on and i was in silver spring walking and this guy said something on he he basically said the shirt and i was like oh 
And he was like, are you Nigerian? And I was like, no, I'm Sierra Leonean. And then he was like, me too. And I was like, oh, why you say it like that? Like, you know, it was so awkward because you could tell he wasn't comfortable. And this was oh. not like 15 years ago. This was like less than five years ago. No. Yeah. So I'm always like very appreciative because you would think nobody would do that, but that's happening, you know, yeah. and it may be easier, you know, for you and your, and your spaces and platforms, especially when you're around people from other countries to try and blend in as opposed to differentiate yourself. So I think it's really important and you should be um, acknowledged for the fact that not only are you doing your thing, but you're also representing Sierra Leone as you do it. Why? Well, think... <laughs> high five. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I totally, I, I told, cause it makes it, it makes it easier for others that are Sierra Leoneans when we step into these spaces as well, you know, right. especially right. when you hold a positive light whenever you're out and about because you're somebody who they'll remember and then if they meet me or they meet my sister or they meet my cousin or whomsoever and they have points of reference and so we start to build the brand as Sierra Leoneans of you know that person like we're not out for a popularity contest you can't please everyone but at least the respect is there like that person is doing their thing and da 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 and she and he and da 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 like because we're all connected and we all link back to one another no matter how we try and differentiate ourselves it doesn't work it literally doesn't it doesn't yeah and yeah definitely um everyone should definitely be themselves like yeah yeah i i've never walked in a place and said oh i'm another um nationality you know i've never like and that would never yeah represent who you are Especially, absolutely and, and doing it so well thank you thank you Sarah. but no seriously it's like i've never had to do that and the people who usually come up to me and say wait you're not nigerian there are people who um in their mind they they've already prejudged me because of their, yeah. the way I move, the way I carry myself. Like, literally, I have Nigerians telling me that, oh, you act like a Nigerian. Oh, you move like a Nigerian. Oh, you think like a Nigerian. Why? Because I'm smart? Because I... <laughs> no, seriously, like... Yeah. A lot of people who they cannot... It doesn't, some of them, it doesn't sit well with them that I'm not Nigerian. Hmm. Yeah, because they're like, no, you cannot be Sierra Leonean. And that goes with all the negative stereotypes mm -hmm. that, you know, that has been portrayed about our country, you know, and which right. is why, again, that, you know, on my captions, I always say changing the narrative because that's Absolutely. literally my role. Like, Absolutely. Literally you know but for that to happen we we need to come together yeah we need yeah. to come together we need to stop backbiting each other um all that tribalism all that racism even you know because they do have lighter skin you know africans or Sierra Leoneans. you know you can oh, say, yeah. you know so mm -hmm. we need to stop all of that because that's the only way that we're gonna go forward absolutely not then we're gonna keep losing we're keep we're gonna keep being on the losing end other people foreigners are gonna come into our country you know remember i don't it's know not gonna it's thing. already happening yeah but it's gonna be worse absolutely you know mm -hmm. worse how are the chinese people coming to sierra leone to build a bridge and they're going to be charging my dear, it's one thing to hear about it. It's one thing to hear about it. It's another thing to physically see it. But let me tell you something, because when we were there in 2017 and 2018, this is something that I witnessed, right? 
So, of course, I'm asking all my questions to whoever can answer. And my blessing is that I have uncles who are who are in that space, right? Who can really give me some some background on what the political aspects, what the business aspects, not just people who are not informed, if you will. And there were other African there were there I think three other African contractors that were given jobs, construction jobs at the same time. And two of them, if I'm not mistaken, are actually Sierra Leoneans. So they won those contracts. And then one of them in particular is a is a group based out of Senegal. Okay. Okay. So other it was it were there were contracts and they were uh, given along the lines of who was present and who had the equipment and who, you know, of course had the connections and who played whatever role they could play to get that done. But from an outsider's perspective, it looked like it was evenly spread out. The biggest problem that I actually witnessed, there are certain aspects of these projects when you went to see that were not completed by whatever time they were supposed to complete them. Okay. The Chinese contractors did not miss a date. The African contractors did. And that is where the problem that I have is where we do not hold ourselves accountable Accountable. for the bullshit that happens. We don't call our people out. And at the end of the day, it's our countries. But if we have our countries, our land that has been bestowed to us, not only like what spiritually it belongs to us, there are places where these people cannot penetrate because of the spirituality that exists there. But when we don't take our own land and our own development seriously, That's what leaves these doors open for these foreigners to continue to come in and come onto our land and win these bids because no matter what their further deep down intentions are, they get the job done. And we don't. It's a problem. Wow. Yeah. So you'll hear a lot of politics, blah, blah, blah. But when you speak to the fire, facts. And one of my uncles is a contractor who he was given very, he, his issue was he invested and brought lots of equipment from here over. I mean, we're talking settled fine in the U.S. Money, IT, programmer. You know how IT people, when they get money, they get money, okay? Oh, yeah. And so my uncle pivoted because he really wanted to go back and do whatever he could do. So he invested thousands hundreds of thousands to bring equipment so on and so forth he was only allowed to bid for the smaller contracts even though he had the equipment to handle the big contracts because he was not political yes so it's one of those things where it's like it's our people doing it it's the same thing that we hear over here in the conversations of african-americans you know support each other, hashtag buy black business, black economics, yada, yada, yada. And they're beautiful hashtag trends. But in reality, in reality, everybody's buying Fashion Nova. Everybody is buying Fashion Nova at the drop of a dime. And they'll get you with that quick promotion. But they're marketing. The guy who runs it is a marketing genius. And so you're wrapped in and I'm not saying don't shop Fashion Nova, but you, if you calculate all your dollars and versus where you went and supported a Black-owned business, you know, you know the reality. You know what it is. So at the end of the day, we're in a situation where it doesn't matter where we're here in the oppressor's land, if you will, being oppressed, or if we're on our own soil, there's still the economic oppression happening. And at the root of it, when we get the opportunities, the majority of us drop the ball and no one holds us accountable. It's a problem. We have to fix it. No, I I totally agree. And it starts with dialogue. 
I'm not popular amongst a lot of people because I say exactly what it is and people don't like to hear that shit. Oh. It is what it is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. So. Yeah, right. And within our own Sierra Leonean community, it's a huge, consistent conversation. So what do we do to fix it? Like you said, dialogue. <laughs> We're, we probably have three minutes left. So in three minutes, what do you think we could do to fix it? <laughs> um, definitely dialogue. Um, definitely maybe organizing um, events centered around those topics. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think that'll help. Definitely. Yeah. And the bad thing is, a lot of our people, they're very political. Like APC, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. APC, <clears throat> excuse me, SLPP, you know, they will literally make decisions based on those two parties. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. You yeah. could be their daughter. You could be their, <laughs> you know, their niece, their nephews. And literally, yeah. they would make decisions yeah know, based on those and it's so sad it's yeah really I, sad. but yeah definitely dialogue yeah shake the branches till the rotten fruits fall off yeah yeah i hear that i hear that but that's a lot of shaking that's a lot of shaking it really is but we one thing somewhere one thing that you had talked about um in your one of your interviews that I was able to join and watch. Um, I think you were interviewing a Sierra Leonean, and um, you were talking about um, gathering people and some things that you wanted to do. So I, I'm going to try and pin this. I had some success in the last hour finally pinning. I literally have not known how to pin for the past month. Shame me. It is what it is. But where where can people like find you like really communicate with you? Is there an email address? Is there a website? Um, I'm actually working on my website, but definitely um, email okay. inside the diaspora at gmail dot com. Okay. Or um, feel free to DM me at inside diaspora. I respond. Um, <laughs> as long as it's not you trying to hit on me, I'll respond. <laughs> girl, uh, girl uh, we talk tomorrow <laughs> i don't know if you had a chance to join the earlier um no I oh my God. so I no it's, it was so funny at the very beginning somebody literally came onto the thing to like provoke me and really? just they were just hollering it was it, and they were hollering in creole i was like this is this is awkward because it's also funny. I literally can't. <laughs> it was, my sisters were both on. They were like, and then they started like talking back to the person. I don't know who it was. I was like, maybe we're just being trolled. I don't know. But yeah, so I appreciate, appreciate, appreciate everybody joining today, the conversation. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your time with us. I know you're super busy. Um, no. This will definitely be, you know, on the IGTV series. It'll also be on my podcast, um, maybe even the YouTube channel, you know. So for those of you who are new to me, I am Gaima. Thanks so much for joining. Um, all things Gaima, you can find at Gaima.com or GaimaKanu.com. Or, you know, here on the space of Instagram, because this is like the only social media I actually prefer. I don't like Facebook at all. Yeah. I show up on occasion. I'm totally late. No worries, boo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'm on Instagram more now. Yeah. It's yeah. I just prefer it. I just prefer it. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. I just, I feel like I connect with people more through Instagram as opposed to Facebook. Facebook, I feel like... I'm just there to watch people's babies. I don't know. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank having me and please be safe. Everyone thank you. Watch. You That's too. Really nice. 
you know absolutely masks, wash your hands wear the gloves please practice the social distancing because i do believe that there's going to be another wave coming mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we're not done with this Thank you for spending time with us at I Am Gaima, a podcast. It's a shit show out here, y'all. We need each other more than ever. So let's stay connected. Feel free to share, like, and subscribe on various social media platforms. You can find us at I Am Gaima or Gaima Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For a deeper connection, consider joining the community. Visit gaimashow.com to submit your email and become a part of the monthly conversations. I actually try and send out notes consistently and I respond. Until next time, be intentional about what you listen to and protect your peace.